0: Hello and welcome to the third episode of Sports Talk on a Budget. My name is Cody and I'll be your host as always. Just going through the topics that we have for today's show. Uh, First things first, we're going to go over the potential college football playoff expansion. Looking to move from four teams to 12 teams and I'll go over what um, what I think will happen there and my opinion and if they should be moving to 12 teams or not. Next thing, we'll look at the uh, Stanley Cup semifinals. You got New York versus Tampa Bay, and you also got Vegas versus Montreal. Go over some of the hot matchups there and who I think is going to win in those playoff matchups as well. Also, we have probably the second biggest soccer tournament in the world going on right now with the Euro starting today. Euro 2020 slash 2021 since it was supposed to be played last year. Go over my preview for that and give you my picks and who I think is going to win the whole thing as well. And finally, next week is the third major of the year for golf. It's the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. Going to go over some of the uh, favorites, I think, for the U.S. Open, who I think could win it as well. All right, and first things first, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to talk about the potential college football playoff expansion. Now, obviously, the last, I want to say, six years, there's been four teams. And it really feels like it's the same three to four teams every year you got Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and usually either Oklahoma or Notre Dame. Now they're proposing to move to potential 12-team playoff where the first four teams would get a bye, and then there'd be um, obviously a matchup going on 5-12 and so on and so forth, and they get all the way down to the champion. They're saying that the top six ranked conferences will get the top six spots. So it doesn't mean the top... the f- the power five conferences just get an automatic bid. If you're like Oregon or USC was last year, Oregon ended up winning the Pac-12, but wasn't wouldn't have been one of the top six conference winners. They wouldn't have gotten an automatic bid. They may have gotten an at-large bid, but they wouldn't have gotten an automatic bid. And then they'll take the next six best teams after that, and that'll basically comprise of the 12-team playoff. Couple thoughts on this. I do want playoff expansion. I thought we would go to eight first before going to 12. But I do believe that there needs to be expansion because like I said earlier, it seems like we have the same exact teams every year playing in the playoff. And that just doesn't work If for college football, which is a huge sport and a huge brand and something that does generate a lot of revenue, a lot of, um, a lot of views and all that. Keep on having the same team in there every year, the same four teams every year. It's not really going to keep generating that and it's going to turn some people off like it has in the last couple of years. Also, of course this would make a ton of money for college football i mean you're adding two extra rounds to the college football playoff you're bringing in 12 teams to this there's going to be a ton of people watching it's going to be a huge spectacle it'll basically go head head to head with the nfl in january with their playoff that might not be the best thing for them they may lose out on that but they can maybe move around the scheduling dates and get an opening hopefully for those dates but it's going to be a huge spectacle for college football and they'll get a ton of people to watch they'll get a ton of people to tune in to watch the college football playoff and hopefully they don't just put it on espn because espn has owned the rights to the college football playoff since the beginning hopefully with this expansion maybe fox can jump in there cbs nbc some of these other networks and that would be even a better revenue generator for college football is to get all those other networks in there and another kind of reaction to this is college football and college sports as a whole has kind of had a battle with a lot of their players and coaches and other things throughout the last couple of years about paying players and paying them for their likeness, see if they can profit off of their merchandise, things like that. If you add. Another two rounds to the college football playoff, which you're going to make just millions and billions of dollars off of. It's going to be hard. And you're telling these kids that they're not going to be playing 12 to 13 games. They could be playing 15, 16, 17 games to get all the way to the national championship. And you're telling them that they have to go out there for 17 games and all they're getting off of it is just exposure to get to the next level. I think that's going to end up turning into the player's favor and end up resulting in some kind of pay to play for college athletes whether that starts on the college football basketball level since they generate the most revenue or if that goes to every single sport on the college level but i really do believe that expanding this playoff does lead to potential pay-to-play for these players and that's something that will be on the horizon if this college football expanded playoff is approved which is going to be voted on next week by the committee members my guess is it probably will be approved because the money is just so substantial for college football to make with the, with the two, like I said, two extra rounds for the playoff. Just the money is unbelievable they can make. And let's be real. That's what drives everything. That's what drives the college football playoff. That's what drives anything and everything. People don't like to talk about it or say it, but what drives everything in this country and every business in this country is the ability to make money. And when you have the ability to make that much more money, you're going to take it. So I do believe this will expand to 12 teams. I'm excited for it. huge college football fan. I really believe that this could be a huge tournament and maybe rival obviously won't be the NCAA tournament, but it will be as close to a college football can offer as the NCAA tournament, their own style of playoffs, like the NFL as well. All right. Now moving on to the Stanley cup semifinals, usually would obviously be the Eastern conference and Western conference um finals at this point but obviously with the uh, structure due to covet and everything this year in the NHL with the divisions that's not the case so we have the semi-finals which are set up between the Islanders versus the Tampa Bay Lightning and then you have the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Montreal Canadiens going to start off with the Islanders versus the Lightning now I'm going to um go over just uh, who I think is going to win there and just some of the matchups as well but I want to stop real quick and talk about the um, the showing in New York the other night. Before the game started between the Islanders and the Bruins. Uh, the game six there. That, uh, that was the closeout game for the Islanders. They had, obviously like they always do. They had the singing of the National Anthem. And it was really cool to see that the person that they chose to sing the song. Didn't even really get to sing the song. Because the entire crowd in New York. In Long Island there sang along with the national anthem and it was just really cool to see obviously it's awesome having the fans back both in the nhl and baseball and also in the nba playoffs as well it's great to have the fans back but it was really cool to see that scene of them uh, singing along with the national anthem as well so just something that i love to see there and hope that we can maybe see more of going forward as well moving back to the play um like i said islanders versus lightning islanders i didn't think would beat boston but they were able to um kind of get Boston to mess up a lot of penalties there and they capitalized on basically almost all those power plays that they were afforded by the Bruins penalties scored most of their goals off of power plays and took advantage of those opportunities against Boston I don't think they're going to have the same success against Tampa Bay Tampa Bay is not is more of a finesse team not as a physical team and they're not going to get as many penalties from tampa bay as well and then you got i mean like steven stamkos braden Point. i believe that they're just their pedigree they've been there they won last year they've been in the playoffs for a long time now they're a team that's kind of a always right there as well i just believe that tampa bay is just a little bit too much firepower for the new york islanders great run so far for the islanders um Obviously, we'll be rooting for them a little bit after that scene the other night, but I think Tampa Bay is just too much for them and will win this series and get back to the Stanley Cup Finals as well. Now, moving over to the other matchup, we have, like I said before, the Montreal Canadiens versus the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Now, Montreal has just been on fire. Now, first things first, they were the last team to get in the playoffs and had the worst record and the least amount of points of any team in the playoffs. We're down 3-1 to the Toronto Maple Leafs, who a lot of people, including me, thought would win the entire thing and came back and won that series and then swept Winnipeg and made it look very easy. So they've won seven games in a row. They're an absolute hot team just clicking on all cylinders, but I believe they've ran into the wrong team. Vegas is on a streak of their own. They've won their last four games against Colorado, the number one team, at least uh, points and wins wise, going wins wise going into the playoffs, Vegas I think is just a better overall team, just better from top to bottom. Then you got mock, sorry, Mark Andre Fleury in goal. Obviously, he's got a ton of pedigree coming from the Pittsburgh Penguins and then playing all these years with the Vegas Golden Knights. Ton of playoff experience. Just one of the top goalies probably all-time as well starting to make his name as an all-time and as an all-time goalie so i believe that this could be a great series and i hope that montreal can stay hot and make this a series but i think vegas is just the better overall team and they will kind of flex their muscles and Marc andre fleury will show out in this series and have a great series and they will advance to the stanley cup final as well so that is my prediction i have it The Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup Finals. Obviously not going to talk about that right now because those two teams aren't there. I'll do a Stanley Cup Finals preview when that comes around. Hopefully my predictions are right with Vegas versus Tampa Bay. But if it's the other two teams or a combination of either, I'd be totally fine with that. I do believe that we do have four teams and four very hot teams, four very good teams left in this playoff montreal obviously is a huge surprise the other three uh, obviously tampa and vegas were teams a lot of people had them there new york not as much but i think that we will have two good series as a semi matchups here and should be uh, very exciting and like like nhl playoffs always are okay and now moving on to like i said in the beginning probably the second largest soccer tournament in the world after the world cup euro 2020 they're calling it still but it's technically euro 2021 of course and um, that gets started that got started today italy dominated turkey with 3-0 victory earlier and um, probably is one of those one of the favorites going forward to maybe take the whole thing obviously portugal is the defending champ winning all the way back in 2016 will they be able to uh, will they be able to Go back to back. I don't believe so. They start off in the group of death. In group F. When the group F. Along with uh, Germany and france so it's gonna be hard just to get out of that group let alone win the whole thing so um right now what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go through each group and tell you which teams i believe will win that group and move on and then we'll go to the knockout stage going round by round picking the winners so we start off in group a with italy switzerland wales and turkey i believe italy obviously that huge win already they start off huge with three to zero victory it's a great way to start will be the winner of that group and then I think Switzerland will finish second and move on to the knockout stages just barely edging out Wales. Going on to group B where we have Belgium, Russia, uh Finland and Denmark. I like Belgium to win this group. Then I am um, I think Russia will finish second, just barely above Finland, and then Denmark will finish in fourth place there. And then we move on to group C. Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria and Nord- Austria and North Macedonia. I think the Netherlands are just too much, just always a good team, a good solid team that's always up there, deep team. I think they're just too much for this bracket here. I think they will win that group. I think Ukraine will be the second team to move to in, in that group to move to the knockout stage. That I think Austria takes third with North Macedonia taking fourth and finishing out that group there. Group D you have England, Croatia, Czech Republic and Scotland. Now Croatia is coming off of the World Cup, uh, their last World Cup, where they made a run all the way to the final and still have a lot of those guys intact. But I think England with Harry Kane and other guys is just a little too strong for them. I believe they win the group. But I do think Croatia Croatia takes second and moves on to the knockout stage. Czech Republic finishes third and Scotland will take fourth in that bracket, in that uh, group there. And And then we have Group E, with uh, spain sweden poland and slovakia i think spain obviously spain is just loaded with stars great players i believe they'll win that group i think sweden is the second best team in that group and will take second as well moving on to the knockout stage then i got poland and slovakia finishing third and fourth in that group and then we move to the fifth and final group the group f which is everybody is calling the group of death you have germany france and defending champion portugal and then you have hungary in that uh in that group as well i think germany germany i think is just a great unbelievable team i think it's going to be a great matchup on tuesday with them in france that will probably i believe decide the group and i think germany wins that match and wins the group i think that'll result in france taking second portugal taking third um and then hungary ended up in the fourth seed there but that leaves four at-large teams to get in from the third-place teams, and that'll leave Wales, Finland, Austria, Czech Republic, Poland, and Portugal. I believe po- um, Portugal is one of those teams that moves on as an at-large team. I do believe in Poland and the Czech Republic and also Finland as well will be the four teams to move that group of six of third-place teams there to move into the next round. So that takes us into the round of 16, the knockout stage. Your first matchup is going to be Belgium, who won their group versus the at-large team in Portugal. That, I think, would be a great matchup. I mean, you still have great stars for Belgium, and then obviously you have Ronaldo on Portugal. Not maybe the same Ronaldo that we've seen in the past, but still a great player. I believe that Portugal actually wins this matchup and moves on to the next round. Then you got Italy versus Ukraine, just way too much firepower, just too much for uh, Ukraine to handle Italy there. I think Italy moves on and goes on to the next round where they'll face Portugal. You move down a little bit, it'll be Germany versus Finland. I like Germany in that matchup. Like I said, Germany will probably be one of the favorites in this tournament along with Italy and France, and they're just too much for Finland to take on at that point. And then you go on to Croatia and Sweden. Kind of the same story there. I think Croatia just has too many good players. Too much firepower. And we'll get past Sweden in that matchup. And same with Spain and Czech Republic. Spain's just, just full of stars and great team there like they always have been. There's going to be too much for the Czech Republic. And they'll move forward going to the next round as well. And then we look at England and France. That's going to be a huge round of 16 matchup. Two potential favorites in this entire tournament meeting in the in the group of 16. I think France is just too much. Kylian Mbappe obviously is the star there. I think they're gonna be too much for England and they will move on to face Spain in the next round. And then at the very bottom the, with the last two, uh, with the last bracket and the last two matchups, you have the Netherlands versus Poland and Switzerland versus Russia. These, um, I have obviously the Netherlands beating Poland, just um, one of those teams that I believe could win the whole thing as well. They're just always a tough team and a tough out as well and then switzerland and russia maybe a couple of surprise teams here i'm gonna go with switzerland uh not really confident on that but i think switzerland's just a little bit better team versus russia now we get to the real The real good teams and real good countries and some of these real matchups. I mean, you look at this first matchup alone in the quarterfinals, Portugal versus Italy. You have the defending champions and you have Cristiano Ronaldo versus an Italy team who I think is poised and hungry to win this this tournament. And I think they will beat Portugal to move on to the semifinals. And then you move over to Germany versus Croatia. Croatia, like I said, was a surprise team in the World Cup last time when they played in the last World Cup. I don't think they'll surprise anybody this time they're gonna be on everybody's radar and Germany is just too much for them and I think Germany will move on and win in this matchup as well and now you got Spain and France two of probably the top four favorite countries going into this tournament and I mean you could go almost any way with this but I still like Kylian Mbappe and some of the other players on France to be just a little bit too much for Spain and they will move on to the semifinals, and then you got the Netherlands and Switzerland. I think just the Netherlands are too much for Switzerland. And we'll advance to the semifinals as well. And that'll bring us to, obviously, like I said, the semifinals and our matchups of Italy versus Germany and the and France versus the Netherlands. Four unbelievable teams. Maybe not the four best teams going into this, but kind of maybe got the best draw. The Netherlands got a good draw as well at the bottom of the bracket, getting maybe um two of the easier matchups as far as what you would think right now in the uh, group of 16 and quarterfinals stages so i'm starting off with italy versus germany this could be a classic semi-finals matchup you can go either way these both these countries are two of the top countries in this tournament but i'm gonna go slightly ver- for a germany over italy i think germany is just i mean they just they're always there they're always on um, one of the better teams in this tournament and in any tournament that they play and i believe they will move to the final round and beat italy there and now you got the you got france and the netherlands another huge matchup like i said the netherlands is just a tough out there, a tough team to beat but france is was my favorite or one of my favorites going into this tournament and i think they will get past the netherlands and move to the final and hope to um be one of those historic teams that can win the world cup and then when the euro it doesn't happen very often and that would be huge for them to do so they will obviously take on germany in the final and that would obviously be an enormous final and just amazing to watch and that'll be if that ends up what it's going to be that'll be huge for the euro because that'll get huge viewership getting these two teams in there like i said france with kelly and Mbappe and some of these other guys that they got on their team i think they're just too much for any team in this field and i think they will be just the slightly better team versus germany and win and be the euro 2020 obviously 2021 champions all right and finally we move to the last topic of the show today which is going to be a u.s open preview obviously the u.s open is the third major for golf and we'll get started next weekend at torrey pines course in uh, san diego california Um, Some of the storylines there, I think John Rahm, and he is right now the betting favorite to win the tournament, and he's probably going to be pissed off and hungry to win this tournament after what happened to him in Memorial when he was basically taken out after his third round, leading by six shots, would have been leading by six shots, going into the fourth round after a positive COVID test. That was just a tough thing to watch. I think they might have been able to have him play by his own on Sunday, maybe even wear a mask the entire play by his own and not be around anybody else and finish that tournament because I mean you're up by 6 strokes going into Sunday very and you take that away from my thought that was a little wrong by the PGA I know with covid things have just been different and there's no real protocol protocol protocols change on a daily weekly basis it seems like but I really feel like that the PGA could have let him finish his round and finish the tournament on sunday like i said playing by himself if you need him to wear a mask and gloves the entire time you can do that as well i'm sure he'd been willing to to win the memorial tournament that's jack nicholson's tournament so i think that would have been a huge win for him and huge momentum builder going into the u.s open next week but it may actually play in his favor because like i said i think he's going to be hungry and ups and angry and want to win this tournament and right now he's going off at 10 to 1 as the odds on favorite to win the tournament some some of the other guys that are favorites at the top there, of course, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, Bryson DeChambeau, and Brooks Kepka all are sitting at fourteen to one, so with the second best odds after John Rahm, like I mentioned, going into next week's tournament, any one of those guys I think could win the tournament. I would say Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas would probably be the next two under John Rahm as my favorites going into next week's tournament. Jordan Spieth's been playing great uh, golf as of late, almost won the Charles Schwab where he ended up losing by a stroke to uh, Jason Kokrak. So he's been he's been playing well lately. Justin Thomas has been around and always plays well um, at the U.S. Open as well. And then um, so like I said, those will be two favorites along with John Rahm going into next weekend. And then obviously a huge storyline going into the U.S. Open is Phil Mickelson. No one, really was, no one really thought that we'd be talking about Phil Mickelson going into this, but then he goes out and wins the PGA Championship, one of the best spectacles I've seen in a while. Just a huge win, oldest player to win a major, and it was just an awesome weekend for him to win the PGA Championship. But now he's kind of put him, his name back out there into conversations for other majors. And there, when you talk about Phil Mickelson, you have to talk about the U.S. Open because that's the only major he's missing in his quest to get the career Grand Slam like his uh, rival Tiger Woods has and has had for, a decade, for over a decade now. So can Phil Mickelson on a course like Torrey Pines, which he knows well and has played numerous times and has played well on, can he finally break through, get a US Open victory after countless second place and top, second place and top five finishes? Can he finally break through, get that ever elusive US Open and get that ever elusive career Grand Slam? I would love to see it. I wouldn't bet on it. I, I wouldn't that wouldn't be my pick. But I would love to see it. Right now, I believe his odds are pretty long. But like I said, it would be an amazing thing to see him win. The u.s open and go for it he's going off and um and finally get his career grand slam he's going off currently at 50 to 1 so maybe that is worth a bet throw 10 dollars, 100 to win 500 maybe 20 to win a thousand that's not a bad bet so maybe i will throw some money on phil mickelson because i mean the u.s open would be so much more fun to watch besides so, it'll still be fun to watch but be so much more fun to watch and, and they would get such better ratings and better viewership if phil mickelson wins or if he's just in contention on sunday I know that the pga championship was watched more by than they were expected because phil mickelson was in contention and won that won that tournament so if he's in contention and if he obviously wins the us open that would be huge and i would love to see that for him just a guy who's done everything the right way has played the right way and has just stayed hungry and has stayed relevant for his entire career and one of the best 10 golfers in my opinion of all time it would really be cool to see him finally complete that career grant grand slam and finally get a u.s open which he's been so close so many times so that'll be another storyline i'm hoping that he can break through and do that i don't think that's what's gonna happen my pick for the u.s open next weekend will be john rom just because like i said earlier on he's obviously the betting favorite at 10 to 1 and he's the i believe the hungriest player in that tournament with everything that happened at the memorial so i really think that it's going to be his tournament to lose if he can get off to a nice start on uh, thursday and friday that'd be great but my pick is going to be john rom and my other favorites are obviously jordan spieth and justin thomas but i'm going to go with john rom for that tournament to win the u.s open and maybe um maybe put the what happened at memorial tournament last weekend in the rearview mirror with the u.s open win that will kind of help smooth things over for him going forward as well and um and kind of maybe kick off the rest of the season for him as well all right so that is my show today thank you for listening like i've mentioned before on other shows you can catch this podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify buzzsprout and amazon music please listen when you get a chance um, i believe on the Apple podcast and maybe on Amazon Music as well. You can leave a comment. So if you want to leave a comment, that would be great. I love the um, constructive criticism. I also do have an Instagram page for sports talk on a budget that's just the name of the instagram page it's just sports talk on a budget so look for it on instagram and go ahead and follow there and you can leave your comments or send me a dm about what you thought about the show on instagram i will be creating a facebook page soon so look for that in the next couple of days it'll just be under sports talk on a budget as well so you can go on to that facebook page and leave your comments and send me um send me a couple messages of what you think of the show but like i said thank you for watching this is the third installment of sports talk on a budget and you guys all have a good day